0: Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now here's Linda. Welcome to His Way. It's great to see you tonight. I'm so glad you came. You are in for such, I don't know, how, a big enough word. Um, You are just, God's just going to do something good. Yeah, it's going to do something really good for you. Okay, I have two testimonies for you right away because I want your faith to arise. I want you to know that God can do something for you personally. And so I have two testimonies. We have Maggie. We have Debbie, if you both want to come up here so that you can hear right away about God's healing power and let faith arise in you. Okay, who's first? (laughs) This is Maggie.
1: Hi, guys. I'm Maggie. I'm 17 years old. I'm part of the 418 crew. Um, So last week, I tore a tendon in this leg and um, threw out my ankle, and I was uh, put in a boot for three weeks with physical therapy three times a week, and it was so painful, and I was, um, I came to 418, and everybody immediately was like, let's pray for you. You're going to get out of this cast, and I was super nervous because I got work off because of how painful it was, and I was like, no, if I get healed, like, nobody's going to believe me, or they're going to, like, yeah, yeah, I said that, guys. And I was super nervous. And I was like, my family's going to not believe me. They're going to say I spent all this money for nothing. And I was just so nervous. And then um, I went through, like, a week of just pain and walking in this huge boot for nothing. And then God was like, like, I just realized that other people's faith doesn't trump God's healing for me. And he's just so good. And he just spoke to me. He's like, you know, you're going to get healed. And so on Sunday... um, There was a song about miracles, and it came on, and I just knew immediately God was like, you're going to get healed right now. And then I had people praying for me, and I just felt the tendons come back together, and I went hiking that night, and and I'm on the softball team. So last night, I played a whole game of, like, softball. So the Lord is good, and he completely healed me.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) okay here's stabby
1: hi everybody how are you um sunday well this has been going on for like a month my hips have been really bothering me and popping and when i try to sleep at night i i get woke up out of it because they're painful and sunday when pastor linda came up here and prayed about somebody's hips bothering them and saying lord they shouldn't have they shouldn't be carrying around those the hips the way they are and instantly I just felt this washing over me and I was just moving around well when I was sitting down in my seat I'm like oh my hips don't hurt anymore they don't hurt and they still don't hurt cause I'm keeping that healing it's mine wow
0: Okay, has your faith risen? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, why don't you put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you and just ask God. If you feel comfortable out loud, if you don't feel comfortable, you can say it softly. But just ask God to do something amazing for that person tonight. Something amazing. Oh, God. Pour out your spirit. Father, do amazing works in this place tonight. Oh, God, may every single one of us feel your touch in the name of Jesus. Thanks, Lord. Now thank him. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Well, tonight I've given you your devotional for April. And it is about dreams. So if you want to read on the back of it what it says from Linda Anderson, it says, did you have an important dream last night? God often speaks to his people through the language of dreams. As found repeatedly in the Bible, listen to what Abraham Lincoln stated. He said, how much there is in the Bible about dreams. If we believe in the Bible, do we believe in the Bible? Oh, good. He says, if we believe in the Bible, we must accept the fact that God God and his angels come to humans in their sleep. And make themselves known. Now that's scary. Because most of us don't want anything coming into our house in the night. Seriously. There is so much in the Bible about dreams. And if you take this devotional and you use it all month long, there is a scripture for every day. That will help you with your dreams. Every single person dreams four to five times every night. And the nighttime is often more important than the day. Here's a sweet dream, sweet sleep, sweet sleep tonight for you card. That we have also given you tonight because you need to be able to go to sleep. You need to be able to dream. You need to be able to rest. Insomnia is it's epidemic. So many people are taking aids to sleep. 60 million new prescriptions last year for Ambien. That is a sleep aid. And then there is all kinds of stuff like et cetera. Excedrin PM and Tylenol PM and Nyquil. Yeah, Benadryl take a lot of people take Benadryl to sleep. Why are we having such a hard time with sleep when God promised his beloved sleep? Well, I had a just a radical experience just a few days ago. God is working on me every day. Some of you people think I've arrived, and I have not. I have tons of problems that make me desperate for God and make me run to him every day, spend time with him. Sometimes I have to spend three hours just to get through to where I feel better. My husband said something so profound Sunday morning. He's the best preacher in the world. He said, if you get up in the morning and you're not facing opposition, it's just possible that you're going the same direction as the devil. So if you're getting up in the morning and you're just feeling depressed or upset or bothered or angry or scared or whatever it is that you're feeling, it's opposition that you're going to come against into victory and make it through the day with God. Go in the direction of God, the opposite direction of the devil. Have you ever gone against a crowd you're walking the other way? Sometimes the devil feels like a crowd. You can go to Walmart and feel that. (laughs) I don't go to Walmart. My husband goes to Walmart for me. I know that's love. That is, is, that's movie romance kind of love. (laughs) Okay, well, our outline for tonight, and I expect that, oh, I was about to tell you about my experience. Would anyone have called me on it and said, wait? Okay, (laughs) a few days ago, I was in my prayer closet, and I was struggling for breakthrough with God, And as I was asking the Lord what my problem was and what my issue was this time, and I was reading scripture and I was worshiping God, and I got on my face on the floor and said, help, help, help me, Lord. The Lord revealed something to me that I I didn't have a clue about. I was struggling with trying to get my eyes on the light and not look at the darkness because there are so many, there are so many fears, so many issues, so much bad news. And I was struggling to get my eyes on the light, get my eyes on the light, turn my eyes away from the dark and not look at all of the issues, all of the problems, the people, all the sicknesses. All the prayer requests I get every day that say, I'm going to die, pray for me. And so I was struggling to get my eyes on the light. And I was having a real hard time. And I said, Lord, show me the secret thing. Show me what's wrong with me. And the Lord, the Lord spoke. This may sound really funny to you, but it wasn't funny to me. He spoke the boogeyman. And I said, oh! And then all of a sudden I remembered something that I haven't thought of that I heard when I was a little girl. I had a relative who would say to me all the time, the boogeyman's going to get you. And that person didn't intend harm. But somehow in this little girl, that got stuck. And so when when I did the work that we can do, and you have a lot of work to do too. We all do. We will as long as we live. We'll have work to do in our souls to get our DNA cleaned out. And so we have work to do, and we're going to do it. We will contend for the faith. We will. We will be victorious. We will walk in victory. We will walk in divine health. We will. We will be a mighty force. We will be an army. We will see revival in this land. We will. We will do the work that it takes. And so I said, Lord, all my life, there's been this little thing that got stuck in me that said the boogeyman's going to get me, the darkness. And so I did the hard work. I got on my face before God, and I said, Father, forgive that person. They didn't know what they were doing. Even though that person is, is long um, passed away, I said, Lord, forgive that person for speaking that to this little girl. Father, I forgive that person. Now forgive me for taking it in. And now, Lord, rip it out of me. And, Lord, may I be free that I won't be afraid that the darkness is going to get me. Wow, I felt like I could fly. I mean, I was just rejoicing and praising God with all my heart after he did that. What got lodged in you?
1: God knows.
0: It's not like, who knows? Well, who knows? Or nobody knows. No, God knows. And he wants to reveal it to you, but he loves for us to go after him. He's the one who said, ask, seek, knock. He wants us to chase after him. He chases after us until he gets us and gets us born again, and then we chase him the rest of our lives. (laughs) Well, that's not fair. Well, he's God. His ways. Okay, your outline. So I gave you no blanks because it's very um, probable that we wouldn't fill in any of them. The title of the message tonight is wake up and smell the coffee. Who likes to smell coffee? Who, <laughs> who does not like the smell of coffee? Okay, wake up and smell the OJ. OJ? To acidic, cinnamon tea. Wake up and smell the cinnamon tea, the chai tea. But it's, it's, not, a, it's not a saying. Wake up and smell the coffee is a saying. Wake up. <laughs> okay, wake up and smell the caffeine. On Tuesdays, every Tuesday, Tom and I fast, and that means no caffeine for me. And so when I go to the Lord on Tuesday mornings, I'm always, Lord, help me. I need, I need my caffeine. That's sad. That's really pathetic. Okay, wake up and smell the coffee. right under it. God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does, or woman does not perceive it in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, when slumbering on their beds. Then he opens the ears of mankind, us. thats The men is not a generic term. Men includes all of humankind. Don't get hung up where the scripture talks about my brethren or or man or men. Because it includes you. You're, you are not praying exonerated because it says man right there. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. The Lord talks to us. In the night. Now, last month, at His Way, one month ago from right now, we were here and we gathered together and I talked with you about hearing God's voice and how imperative that it is. We have to hear God. If we don't hear God, we're going to get stuck, we're not going to have the abundance that He intended. We're not going to be able to leap over our problems. We're going to get stuck if we can't hear God. We have to hear him. But tonight I would like to talk with you in just these few minutes about how God is speaking right now. You see, if we don't tune in to the way that he's choosing to speak right now, then we just might miss instruction. Now you will say, God is too good. if If I don't hear him in the way he's speaking right now and choosing to speak right now, then he'll speak to me in another way. Not necessarily. You see, God sometimes conceals matters. He doesn't hide things from us to hide them from us. He hides, us th- he hides things for us because he wants us to go after him. And here's the deal. In the going after him, in that process of discovery, that is where we get our strength built up. Because if we don't go after Him like those days when I am just in prayer for hours, waiting on God, you know what that does? It builds tenacity, perseverance, um, it determination, character, and so He hides things for us, not from us, so that we'll go after Him. So that when we have the process, when that discovery comes, then we have the strength. To carry it so at this point in time right now so many of you are telling me i'm having dreams god's giving me dreams in the night right now primarily what i see is that god is speaking through dreams the problem is is that so often we misinterpret our dreams you'll have a dream um, how many of you have had a dream where you didn't have a shirt on or didn't have something on? And you wake up and you feel shame. You feel like, oh, man, what, what was I doing? And yet it had nothing to do with anything sexual or anything that um, you're doing something wrong. It usually means that you're feeling vulnerable. Vulnerable. And so in the context of the dream, you can understand an area that you're struggling with. And God can show you a remedy. So often we, um, we make assumptions. We misinterpret a lot of things. I do. You probably don't. But I, I, some of you have heard me tell this silly story about french fries from Arby's. Um, they have curly fries. Any of you like french fries? French fries are one of my favorite foods. And so Arby's has these great curly fries. How many of you have never heard, had Arby's curly fries? Oh, I'm so sorry, Hope. Oh. Okay, so Arby's has these delicious curly fries. I'm going to make your mouth water. I can give a, give a chemical response in your body by my words. Isn't that incredible? Words have spirit power. They have, I don't have time to talk about words. So curly fries. When you get curly fries at Arby's, They have many of them that are curly, (laughs) and then they have straight ones in there that are kind of um, um, hard and more um, crunchy. Thank you. Crunchy is my word. I need it. And so all these years, Tom and I have been married for, it'll be 46 years in June. All these years, because Arby's has been around forever, we've been ordering curly fries, and I eat those hard crunchy ones because I don't like them and I want to leave the nice ones for Tom and he eats the curly ones so he can leave the nice crunchy ones for me I didn't know 40 years I'm eating the lousy fries and he's eating the lousy fries he's eating my curly fries and he doesn't even like them he likes the straight crunchy ones so we make assumptions. We make all these assumptions about all these things in life. Like Tom and I made the assumptions about the french fries, and he sacrificed to ate the delicious ones, and I sacrificed to eat his delicious ones. And we make these assumptions. So we make assumptions with our dreams. And consequently, we are, we are missing out. We're losing out on something so valuable and important. Now, some of you might say, I don't dream. I don't ever have any dreams. I don't remember my dreams. Well, I recommend that you have prayer. You get someone to pray for you that you will be able to dream. You'll be able to remember your dreams. I personally rely on my dreams. Part of the reason why we moved here from California, where we had planted a a great church, several of us there in California, Rockland, California, was because I had a dream. I dreamed that there were people to the east who were lifting their hands and crying out to God for help. Huh, Marcy? Marcy's got her hand up. Lifting hands and crying out to God for help. So we started looking at the map and saying, where is that? New York? East? You know? China? And as we prayed about it and asked God where, we, and Heath and Tom and I, we drove over. and. Gabrielle and Braden, we drove over here east to Reno Sparks and started asking God, is this the place? Because I saw people crying out to God in a dream. Another facet of why God moved us here was because we got a prophetic word. One of our mentors gave us a prophetic word that we were to plant a great Holy Spirit-filled church and bring his way here. So it was several factors, but one of those facets was a dream. When my kids were little, when Tamara, Tamara, who's the worship pastor, when she was a baby and our son Greg was just two years old, we lived close to a railroad track. And one night my husband had a horrible nightmare. He dreamed that I was in the car with Tamara and our son Greg, And we were going over the railroad tracks, and a train hit us. And in that dream, we were all killed. Consequently, we moved from that house because of a dream. We took it before the Lord, and we said, okay, Father, maybe we should move. And we did because of a dream. Now, I want to tell you a dream that Bill Johnson had. Many of you know who Bill Johnson is. He is a senior leader. In Redding, California, and he is the leader globally. Mighty man of God. Bethel is one of our sister churches. Bill Johnson told about this dream, and I want to tell it to you because I believe that there are facets of it that will apply to you and help you. Now, here's what he dreamed. I'll tell you the dream, and then we'll take it apart bit by bit. Part of the reason why I'm doing this is because as much as many of you would like this, we don't have time tonight for me to teach you all the ways to interpret dreams. I don't have time to tell you about all the symbols and dreams, but there are many good books, and there are mentors even in this place. How many of you have studied dream symbolism? Petite? Yes, yes. How many? Good. Several. Um, will you raise your hands again, Look around, ladies. Find someone who, use, who has their hand up because you need to know about your dreams. Here's Bill Johnson's dream. He dreamed that what he saw was his car. And this car was an old car. It was an oxidized black 1938 car. He noticed that this car had two flat tires. Both left tires were flat, back and front, flat tires. This 1938 oxidized black car with two left flat tires had a brand new license plate on it. And that license plate was a California license plate. And on that plate, it said, my gift. Okay, he had this dream. There is an oxidized 1938 car, black car, with a California license plate, new license plate, on the car that says, My Gift. It has two flat tires. Bill Johnson said that he remembered that in the dream, he wasn't upset about it. But when he woke up, he was greatly troubled by this dream. He knew that a car, a vehicle represents his ministry. And then he started saying, my ministry has two flat tires. I'm going in circles. My ministry's going in circles. I'm getting nowhere. And he started to be troubled. And he became very depressed about this dream that he had had. Two flat tires, front and back, on the left side. He didn't drop it. He went to several people who he knew could help him with a dream, and he asked them, so is my ministry, Do I, am I just going in circles? Because if you're driving a car with the flat tires on the left side and they're both flat, you're just, you're just going in circles. He said, can you help me with this dream? Well, he said various people tried to help him, but he wasn't getting anywhere with this dream, and he was feeling really troubled by it. Was really upsetting him. So he said that John Paul Jackson came to Bethel. I know John Paul Jackson is now in heaven, but he has a lot of great books out. So you can buy his books. So John Paul Jackson came to Bethel, and Bill Johnson said to him, You know, I have this dream. Now, first of all, let's stop here. Many of us have dreams that we don't want anyone to know about. If I had a dream like Bill Johnson had, and I thought my ministry was going in circles and I was going nowhere, I'd probably not want to tell anybody. I probably want God to fix it and, not, and do it all by myself. <laughs> but he told John Paul Jackson about it. He said, I had this dream. And he told him about the dream. John Paul Jackson, who was just brilliant in interpreting dreams, immediately said to him, Bill, those The left side usually represents something that God wants to do for you. It's your destiny. It's where you're going, the left side. And Bill said, but I have two flat tires on my left side. To which John Paul Jackson said, those flat tires on your left side represent that something was left And it was never picked up and because the license plate said my gift, he said it represents that there's something that you could have had that was left flat instead of you getting it. Then he said to him, what happened in 1938? Well, Bill said, I haven't a clue. But he didn't stop there. Now, again, a principle here, perseverance. Going after it, digging deeper, not giving up, not laying it down and saying, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. I'll just let it go now. So he didn't. He went after it. He wrote his mother and he said, Mom, can you tell me what happened in California? Because they're California plates in 1938, where maybe something was left that we didn't pick up and run with for our ministry. His mom wrote him back. He told her, he said, my family's from Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota. He said, not from California. It makes no sense. His mom wrote him back, and she said, in 1938, your uncle was in California with Amy Simple McPherson. Now, for those of you who don't know who Amy Simple McPherson is, she is the founder of the Four Square Church. Incredible woman of God. She was the primary faith healer in the 30s. Bill Johnson's uncle was with Amy Simple McPherson in 1938 in California. Now, the gift. Back in those days, people, um, it wasn't like now when we feel, kids are taught you can do anything, you can Um, You can be anything. Back in those days, kids weren't really taught you can do anything. You can be anything. And even in the ministry, people thought that they didn't have the gifts that somebody else had or the qualifications or maybe the pedigree or education, whatever it was. And consequently, his uncle, instead of running with that opportunity, It was left all this from a dream in the night. Bill Johnson said, he got so excited. He thought, oh, this gift, my gift, this amazing healing gift is mine to pick up because God gave me the stream and I'm going to run with it. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be left. It's not gonna be. The tires aren't gonna be flat. I'm gonna run with it. It instilled confidence in him that catapulted him forward. One dream. Did you pick up all the the components? Persevering, humility. Not saying I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed that I could. This could expose something inside of me that isn't good. Humility perseverance, digging into it till he got there. Would you do it? God's going to give you a dream. He might have already given you one. He's got this big, great big plan for you. Not just Amy's simple, McPherson Pearson or Bill Johnson, or somebody who's brighter, male. He's got a big dream for you. He's got something for you to do. That only you can do. But we've got to pay attention. And we've got to go for it. Now I, for one, I'm determined. Set my face. I'm going to say yes to God. I'm going to sign the blank sheet at the bottom. I'm going to say whatever you want, Lord. Because he's right. Everything he does is right. He's good. Everything he does is good. And he's got a great big old plan. If we'll just cooperate. Now Tamara do you want to come to the piano and I want to give you a moment to talk to God because he's here he's here like air is here he swims the air you breathe so God's here ask him to make you brave he wants to speak to you and we're just going to agree that we'll cooperate with the way he's speaking we're not going to say Lord if you talk to me audibly maybe I'll Maybe I'll do what you want. We're not going to say that. Stir up hunger in us, oh God. Help us to want you more than anything. Stir up the hunger, oh God. Stir it up, oh God. Stir up the hunger. May we be so hungry for you, so thirsty for your living water, for your voice. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for complaining. Forgiving, forgive us for wanting our own way. And Lord, heal. Rewire brains, Lord. Rewire. Bring the connection of, of head and heart that we had as a child. Bring it back, God. We look to you. I've, I just see the Lord just dropping in all these rainbow colors into you Lord revive the dreams that have been that seemingly have been lost revive those (laughs) Lord give everybody a dream like you gave Melissa and me where we can breathe underwater (laughs) and Lord where we can fly and (laughs) Lord where we see We see your glory and we see your beauty. Yes, Lord, we say yes. And now we thank you. Thank you that you will. (laughs) Thanks, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Prayer team, would you come? got an amazing prayer team up here ready willing and able to pray for you and I'd recommend that you just come up and get somebody to put their hand on you and say whacker Jesus (laughs) so here's the prayer team and I don't want to let you go because his way is not often enough but I have to because it's time So the Lord bless you. I'll see you next month. Come for a prayer. Amen.